Hello beautiful people. After a bit of a break, I am back with episode 42. In this special episode, we feature Masban Pereira from Mumbai, whose lens captures the essence of East Indian weddings and events like no other. But before we dive into this episode, let's set the stage with a touch of history. The East Indians are a community with a rich and storied heritage. Their roots tracing back to the days of colonial India. They descend from the original inhabitants of the seven islands that make up Mumbai. These resilient and vibrant people, known as East Indians, have a captivating history that unfolds like a tapestry of cultures. Their story intertwines with the Portuguese, British, and Indian influences, resulting in a unique blend of traditions and customs that are still cherished today. Originating from the historic seven islands of Mumbai, the East Indians have left an indelible mark on the city's cultural mosaic, contributing to its unique charm. Tune in as we unravel the tapestry of East Indian culture through the lens of the talented Masbin Pereira. I'm in Mumbai, so we have many East Indians in Mumbai. So yeah, so most of the clients are East Indian, but there's nothing limited to East Indians. They are all Catholic functions. See, the East Indian weddings normally used to be a one week, like a one week long event. Starting off, the neighbors coming in and making a pickle and everything. So we have a murat apani a day before the wedding, and then the wedding day follows. And after the wedding day, then we normally have the patpatkar or patpatni as it's called the day after the wedding. So then that is when the the bride side people come to the groom's place and then they take the couple back to the bride's place. I was introduced to Masben's work by his brother Neil, a very good friend of mine who's also a photographer based in Auckland. He was one of the very first photographers that I interviewed for this podcast. Masben and his brothers got introduced to photography through their father. He had bought a Yashika camera and the Pereira brothers got hooked onto photography. Interestingly, all three of them professionally are involved with visual communications in some shape or form. I basically loved photography as right from the start and in fact my dad when he was in the Gulf he had bought on a camera Yashika so that was a point and shoot camera. So we used to always use Neil myself and my brother we used to always use that camera. And that's how we got into photography and started liking it but in those days it was pretty expensive. because you had to literally buy film roll and everything all that stuff it was pretty expensive a hobby in those days so but then later on what happened was uh, when digital cameras came out i purchased my digital camera uh, in 2004 it was dslr that was a canon 350d and that's how it started off like dslr you could click as much as you wanted and that's how i kept on experimenting and trying out different stuff So Masben's career as a wedding photographer took off like countless other photographers shooting family events The interesting thing about finding a niche is that he is also part of the Catholic East Indian community. So by default, it has become his specialization. From Umbrasar Pani and Patpatkars, he has become a specialist East Indian photographer. It started off in the house itself with family members and all that stuff. And casually with family functions. Shooting three of course with family functions and all that stuff. And then slowly, slowly, like I started off branching off and taking outside work as well. But in the beginning, it was just free for a close family members and all that stuff. And then I started charging late. Listen, I did my first professional shoot that which I charged for a wedding. That was in 2015. So that is the time I began as a professional photographer. I set up my own website and everything. And previously, I was into web designing and everything. So I set up my own website and then got things going from there. 
And ever since then, I've been doing photography. It's mostly, I do Catholic functions in the sense like wedding, baptisms, and first holy communion. It's not like that I don't want to do other communities, but the problem is I've not done it. I've only done it for a friend of mine because he liked my work. He saw my work and he said, I want you to shoot for my uh, daughter's uh, naming ceremony as well as for his brother's wedding. So I did that. That's all. So otherwise, whenever other people from other communities come to me and ask me, do you do our cast weddings? And I said, I said, I have not done anything as such specific. I make it clear to them, but I can do it. But the thing is, what happens is they always want to see what, what have you done in past. And also, I don't have anything to show. So that's the reason I'm stuck with mostly only Catholic weddings and functions. That's the only thing. So, but they're fine. That's fine. As work keeps on coming, I do it. And it's my work is either it's online through online contacts or word, word of mouth. My work uh, speaks for itself and the clients keep spreading the word after watching my work and after working with me. Like They see the results and they're pretty happy with it. So that is in short my journey from there to currently where I'm right now. I hope you are enjoying this conversation with Masben Pereira. Photo Country is a passion project of mine. Please do leave a review on Apple, Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. Or you can do one more thing. You can buy me a coffee. That's right. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash photo country and show your support. Thank you so much for your support. Now back to the conversation with Masben Pereira. And do you do you do it as a individual or do you have a crew who shoot along with you? I have my set of team that I work with. So I normally always use the same team. They are freelancers, but we all work together only for this thing. And I always use them for my team. But, you know, because of the availability of cheap cameras and stuff, there's so many people in the industry today. As yes. compared to a few years back. Do you find it difficult to get work because of that or is, or is it yeah. you have your own clientele? Oh, no, it is getting difficult to get work because what happens is we get many people who are doing it for both cheap prices. There are right. some photographers who are doing, uh, like for example, weddings, it's a few thousand bucks with album and video. There are people doing it for that cheap. I think it's a really tough competition getting uh, good work and people don't realize the quality of work that they'll be getting later. They just look at the price tag. Okay, I'm getting something so cheap, might as well go in for that. And then later on, they sit and in fact, I had a couple of clients who had come to me. They asked me for a quotation and they got work done from somebody else. And after that, they come back to me and say, hey, that guy jacked me up. He screwed up the photographs are really rubbish. I wish we would have taken you. Like, And then they're asking me if you can do anything. I said, sorry, I can't do anything right now. You can't help it. Yeah, I mean, yes. And not once. I had a like two or three times this all happened. They sit and they try later on just to get something cheaper or somebody or someone in their family knows some photographer or something like that who's doing it cheap or free of force. And that's how they mess up things and then they sit and try later on. What's the process like when you get a client? Do you sit with them? Do you pitch to them? Do they have any expectation? Or do they say, how I want it like this or I want it different from what others do? Do people have any expectation? Well, see, sometimes people do have expectations. So I show them my work, basically what I had, because not everything that I have is not online. So I tell them, you can come down to my place and have a look at the stuff that I have with me. I show them the albums and everything also. So they can have a look at it, how it looks in hard copy and everything. Even I have the videos. I show them the videos that, that are done. So once they have a look at it, then I get an understanding of what they are looking for. Or I ask them, if you, you like something, you share something with me. And I can tell you if I can do it or not. And what's the kind of style that you have... How do you sort of differentiate your work from, let's say, your competition? I cannot actually put it in words. I got this from my clients. They say that most of the time you are very alert. That is one of the main things I've got. What I'm 
like once I'm on shoot, not just me, my whole team, we are constantly alert for things that are happening around. We like uh, normally we get photographers who do the regular stuff, like they know okay, cake cutting is there, this is done. After that, they are not to be seen at all. But our team, we don't work in that. They are constantly on the floor looking at what's happening, and we're capturing each and every moment. Whether the whether the client uses the photograph later on or not, that kind of problem. We make sure we capture each and every event, each and every moment that is there. Something is somebody talking to this one, that one. Everything is covered. So that's what I got uh, many a uh, lot of feedback from my clients saying that you guys are very alert. You guys don't miss out anything. So how does one develop that kind of ability? Because I understand such events, things are happening. I went for an Indian wedding recently, so there are like literally hundreds and thousands of people. Lots of stuff is happening. Yes. So how does one sort of train for that kind of that that state of mind? Is it is it that you have to be conscious that you have to identify such e- events that are happening? Like how how do you get yourself in that space? See, one of the basic things is I'm there myself on the floor along with my team. That is one of the main plus points. Normally, some of the photographers, what they do is they get boys from outside. Yeah, they're standing, but they're not actually shooting. But what I do is I try to be the main photographer and I ask my team guys and you know, to keep moving around. For example, after the cake cutting and everything, the crowd disperses with their seats. What I normally do is I always stay on the dance floor because there are always people dancing on the floor and everything. And I tell the other team members to move around the tables. Go around tables, take collect crowds who are sitting at the table and take the pictures of the crowd sitting at the tables and everything. So my guys go around the tables like you know, and they ask the family members or the people sitting to pose for a picture or something like that. So you get the crowd involved in the photography procedure. But usually, it's what happens is the photographer just takes a generic image of the crowd sitting, but we go table to table. So the crowd also feels okay. They are wanted. Our photographs are being taken, and they have to feel good. Uh, in fact, I had this thing, since I was doing this thing, going around, I was doing this summer in Gorai, okay? And uh, I was going around covering all the tables. And there was one kid who was watching me, like, you know, and uh, she's going and telling her father that why he's not coming to take my photograph. So, and, uh, so that's how they, people feel why, he, why even we should be covered. Everybody wants to be like, when you're in a function, if you are covered in a photograph, you feel you're, you're part of that ceremony, you're wanted over there. That's the reason you're being covered and everything. It's a good feeling for a person. Otherwise, normally what happens, photographers just click, the family members and the rest of the crowd is just left just left uh, outside. So they don't feel like part of it. But when you go around, they feel like, okay, you're wanted in the ceremony, you're part of the ceremony. You're, you know, the photographers are making you part of that family that is celebrating their wedding or function uh, over there. So that makes a big difference. People feel wanted and they feel happy. Okay, I'm there in a photograph with my family sitting at the table and everything. See, people, not everybody goes on stage to wish the couple. Sometimes you just know, if, if it's a full family, just two or three numbers go. Some families do go the whole family, but the elderly people are sitting on the table. They don't move, they won't they don't want to get up on their seats and everything. So that makes a big difference when they feel their photograph along with their family members sitting at the table. So they feel good about it. So that's a plus point basically. Wedding photography as a feel has really taken off in India, right? Gone yeah. are the days where there was just one phot- photographer and there was just yes, standard yeah. 10, 15 pho- photographs taken and that's correct, it. End of story. Correct. It's become a huge deal and it's it's become a huge part of the wedding budget as well. So, yes. so uh, having said that, do you think that people need to be trained in this field in the sense that it is people are getting into it just because you have cheap gear and then spoiling the entire ecosystem, so to speak, because it's cheap, people go to them and then burn their fingers, right? So Yes, that is what is happening actually. Yeah, do you feel like we need you need to mentor other photographers and get them trained before they actually become a good wedding photographer? 
Yeah, yeah. I think you see that is very important. First of all, being a wedding photographer, you have to be very patient. That very patient with even at times uh, the couple or the family members they tell us, okay, you guys have to come by twelve o'clock. We are normally there half an hour early, and even after reaching there at twelve o'clock, nobody is ready in the house. Everybody is still in their shorts and everything. Then people are just moving around in the house. So when they see other photographers are coming, that's the time they start getting ready and all that. Stuff. So that we make it a point to go early so that when they see us, then they start getting ready. And then they tell us come at twelve. If we expect by twelve, that's a waste of time. So first of all, you have to learn to be patient and you have to be on time. Like even at times there are uh, there are certain times where we have to wait for almost after reaching the location. We had to wait for almost three hours before the bride's makeup and everything was not done. But we couldn't help it. We were just waiting. Our team was just sitting and waiting. The moment we got a chance. We had just five minutes because we already made for mass. We just had five minutes to take a photograph of the bride with her family members, and that we just took it in five minutes and then moved off. We couldn't help it. So that's the kind of patience you need to be. Like there are some photographers who get angry; they go and they sell. Just saying, we can't do every, uh, can't do that every time. So we tell them that it's getting late, so we can hurry up. That's what we tell them uh, gently. But it still doesn't happen. There's nothing we can do about it. So we go with the flow as the day progresses. And that's how you know, we were being very patient and alert. That is very important because what happens is things are happening here and there and everything on the wedding day. So we have to be very alert. Not just that, even the other functions and everything. Be very alert and capture. Main my main target with my team is capture everything, whether the client uses it or not. In fact, I've had clients saying, "You guys have captured each and every moment. We did not even realize you guys were capturing these things." And it becomes so difficult for them to even shortly see photographs. Suddenly. I'm still working on uh, album work that was done somewhere in Jan. The people have taken out short, shortlisted the photographs because they are having such a tough time deciding on what to select and what to delete. They say we feel like keeping all the photographs in the album, but we know it's not possible because they are having a tough time selecting the photographs that need to go into the album. But with with the number of photographers that that you have, especially in a city like Bombay, yeah. do you think going forward in the future it will still be a sort of a worthwhile? Industry to be in. How do you see it going forward? Do you do you see it getting worse, or do you feel it's the, the industry opening up a little bit more? People have the vision to employ good qualified photographers, pay them money for getting good quality photographers. How yeah. how do you see it? You know, see, there is a market. There are people who are ready to pay, but the problem is there are also other people who don't want to pay. They want cheaper. They are not concerned with the quality of work. They just want to. Fit into that budget. Okay, I have so much budget for the photographer. That's it. Uh, if it doesn't fit into that, then we just try and get somebody who's cheap and everything, and then that messes up everything. And those photographers do a bad job. And what happens? Many a time, these photographers are just college students and all who have got good cam, good you know basic equipment and everything. And clients don't know anything about what work they have, so that messes up everything. But I feel there is a market, but very competitive market because there's a lot of cheap uh, photographers doing it at dirt cheap rates. that brings me to my next question the sense that you start started off taking family photographs and as a yeah. hobby stuff like that but transitioning from a hobby photographer to a professional commercial event photographer yeah. how has it been like what are the changes that you had to do in order to make that transition first of all you obviously need good gear that is uh, definitely a plus point and your lenses i started off with just a uh, 1865 lens The Canon lens that I had started off with that, and then later on I moved out. I purchased a Nifty Fifty, and then I purchased another sixty D Mark II, and then later on I even purchased a camcorder also, Panasonic, because I initially planned on using that with a Steadicam. So I purchased a Steadicam as well. For uh, since we are not getting it here, it's a 
full body mounted steady cam original steady cam i got it imported from us so it has been a little expensive process uh, from there because the cost of equipment is good equipment is uh, expensive so it is yes it is really expensive to have good gear and everything but otherwise uh, it's pretty decent i think but in terms of having it as a business so that's a completely different ball game right photography as a business is completely different from photography as an art right you're yeah. shooting for pleasure and shooting for business is two different things so how do you manage the business side of things uh, basically see what i try to do is keep my cost low so since my team is fixed they know the kind of work that we do and everything so yeah whatever i pay them is a fixed amount it is and but of course i keep asking them for each and every shoot i always ask them how much you have to pay so in case there's anything extra they ask me i pay them off whatever charges are there apart from that i do most of the post processing work myself basically so all the photo editing and everything is done in house itself right down to the video and everything editing the clips video clips and everything is done in house you need to keep cost low so that you can maximize profit that that's one of the main things otherwise if i go to outsource all the stuff it's pretty expensive i mean you don't get much money out of it so just to, to make more money out of it i make sure i do everything in house i mean it's not like i can't do it outside i used to give it outside like for example uh, the designing of the album was actually given out to the company that was printing the album but what have to work uh, in that process the this thing uh, the layouts that is to come out from there i was not happy with that so then i saw as into changes and everything and it should it was a time consuming process so normally the album designing which should take around 3 to 4 days used to take around 2 weeks or something uh, so that was stretching time too much and i want to my main target in uh, my work is try and finish off if i have a shoot a wedding shoot i try and finish off in one month time that is with the album layout and uh, video and everything if it stretches more than it's a loss of wasting too much time on that thing so i try my target is to try and finish it off within a month time and give it to the client the weddings is kind of seasonal in india yeah now this is for example monsoon right now so there's nothing it's only just an odd uh, birthday or christening that comes up that's all but then what happens is now this is the time when i'm actually working on uh, post production work that was done earlier i'm now currently working on albums and everything and video editing that is done earlier somewhere jan feb march april all that work is going on right now but how do you kind of sustain yourself because it's seasonal do you have work one part of the year like you said in monsoon nothing happens yeah we have to see whatever we earn we have to try and expand that and collect that same amount and use it for the whole year so it's not you earn this amount of money and just spend it you have to pull on till the next then the next few months will have nothing so according to that we adjust and then you know, have to manage it I mean, there are photographers who get money and then spend it, and then they're sitting after that doing nothing like crying, "Arey, farm nahi hai, ye nahi hai." All this. I try to avoid that. I know that okay, in the next few months, I will not have any work. Why so save and then work accordingly? And do you do commercial stuff as well, like work apart from weddings? Oh no, I haven't actually done. I had, uh, I had got uh, some uh, requests, but after sending the quotation, nobody got back to me. But I feel more comfortable doing weddings and these uh, functions like that. Yeah, so then do you do it only in Bombay or is it outside of Bombay as well? No, I mean wherever, wherever I get a call, I go. Okay, so how did you learn this art then? Just self-taught? Yeah, yeah it's all self-taught. Basically, everything that I'm doing in photography, editing, and everything is all self-taught. So what next? What are, what are the future plans that you have to expand your business and going forward as a wedding photographer? Do you have a bucket list? Uh, no bucket list is set, but yes, I... I'm planning on upgrading my gear and everything, all that. 
So that's that's for coming here. I'll be upgrading. Currently, I'm just using a DSLR at the moment. That is also good enough. But uh, yeah, since everybody jumping on the uh, uh, mirrorless bandwagon, no doubt it, it is lighter and everything. But uh, when it comes down to photography and uh, how how you do your work, it doesn't make any difference what camera you use. Basically, if you're good at your work, I'm sure mirrorless is not going to make much difference other than being lighter and everything. It's all up to your skills how you cover the event. Basically, that is very important. So, bookending this conversation, if I have to become a wedding photographer, for example, what are the yeah. five things I would need to learn or keep in mind before getting into wedding photography? First of all, you have to be patient. After that, you have to be very alert. Apart from that, learn about the family as you're shooting them, and the way you edit your photos also. Some go over overboard by editing too much of the colors, saturation, and everything. Basically, just tweak. a little more so that it looks it stands out and makes your work pop apart from that i think it's a good client relation till date we have not charged anybody anything extra we tell them don't worry we'll be there till the till the lights go out our team is very dedicated we stay dedicated till the end till the lights go off and the event is over so we don't leave our client hanging okay it's time up i'm leaving right now we don't do that so dedication and uh, patience is very important awesome that's great and is there anything else that you want to share with people who want to take up photography yeah i mean they should in fact i keep telling my daughters as well they are not that interested but yeah but once upon a time i should take them on shoots as well to show them like how photography is and basically so i have taken my elder daughter also on shoots and she has shot with me also a couple of times and basically just to get the feel of it basically people can make money it's not like people cannot make money out of photography only thing you have to be dedicated thanks a lot masbin thanks for your time it is great chatting with you and Mostly yeah it is really interesting to see the business side of things because i've always been talking to fine art photographers so it's a change to talk to uh, a professional like you so that was masbin perera from mumbai you can follow masbin perera's work on his instagram which is flashbacks.in or on his website which is www.flashbacks.in Sign up for Photo Country's newsletter so you can be notified as soon as we put up a new episode or article. In the next episode, we chat with Karthik Chaudhary, filmmaker and the creative brain behind Inkscape Media, also a good friend of mine. He incidentally started off as a photographer before transitioning into a filmmaker. Cinematography is everything uh, on a film. I mean depending on what kind of mood you are trying to set in that scene based on that you will choose a lens a particular lens so suppose if you put a wide angle lens and you bring that closer to the subject and that subject delivers a line to the camera versus you are far away from the subject and you use a telephoto lens and you use the same frame they will completely have different emotions When you use a wide angle lens and bring it closer to the subject there will be a slight distortion in the image based on the mood you can use it to create humor or you can use it to make that character look more sinister because that distortion that it creates on the face does help the mood So stay tuned for episode 43 coming up in a week Till then stay safe and keep clicking <laughs>